Welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Today's guest is Bobby Joe Seals with the Shelby County Historical Society. The Shelby County Historical Society was the winner of the James Ray Kuykendall Award in 2012 for outstanding achievements and significant contributions to the appreciation of state and local history. Mr. Seals, thank you for joining me today. Yes, sir. Thank you for the privilege. Mr. Seals, the Shelby County Historical Society has won the Kuykendall Award and it was apparently a fairly stiff competition. Could you tell us what the society did or what it was cited for in winning the award? We have what we call the Pioneer Program, which is actually a fundraising project, but yet it helps the people, and they don't have to live in Shelby County. It's only if their ancestors were in Shelby County prior to 1830. It's based on the requirements to get into the DAR or SAR, and that has been a successful program that we started in the year 2000. In 1978, we had the Oral History Project, which turned out to be a very successful project. And I found those cassette tapes. So in 2011, I had them digitized, and they are now available. I think all but one of the people on those tapes are still living. We also are digitizing our Shelby County records. We maintain county probate and circuit court records, and the marriage records have been digitized, and the photographs have been digitized, and we are in the process of digitizing our will books and circuit court books, such as divorces and things like that. Did you send the oral history case out to be digitized? Yes, I found a company in Hoover. They were very reasonable and did an exceptionally good job. Now, you can imagine those tapes were done in 1978 when I started at the Shelby County Museum and Archives and became president of the Shelby County Historical Society in November of 99. I found those tapes in the back storage room, and, of course, they were beginning to deteriorate, and there was a few that we were were not able to digitize, but I would say 99.8% of them were digitized. We used local people to do that process. Uh, I hope that that's something that other societies and archives and individuals will think about when they run across the same kind of material in their own collections. Have you done any indexing of these tapes so that the subject matter is more readily available on some kind of finding aid? That was going to be my next statement. Our website, which is www.schsociety.org, we have those tapes indexed as to who the person being interviewed with the date of the interview and the subject of the interview. It's on our website, and of course we have them indexed on our mainframe computer at the Shelby County Museum and Archives so that they can be readily available. They're numbered so we can find them easily. We have headphones so they can privately listen to this and not disturb the other people in the library. Would you tell us that uh, URL again? www.schsociety.org. You also digitized records, as you've said. What was that project like? 
That was fun. We've got a grant from the Department of Archives and History to purchase the camera and the equipment to digitize these records. Students from the University of Montevallo, we trained them and our staff was trained to digitize and we had volunteers to come in. It's a slow process, honestly, yet to get good quality copies, that's what it takes. Shelby County dates back to 1818. Those records are older than the state of Alabama, so this eliminates our patrons from handling the actual book. We have marriage records up through 1982. People come in and they need certified copies for one reason or another. We're able to give them that and give them a good quality copy, probably better than the copy would be if we had to put it on the copy machine. Those are large books, so they're hard to handle. Now we got everything digitized, so our staff is able to pull it up and print it out on 11 by 17 paper. You mentioned the staff and the facility. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yes, we're located in the Shelby County Courthouse that was built in 1854, and it served as the courthouse until 1908 when the existing courthouse opened in Columbiana, which is the county seat of Shelby County. We maintain the original Shelby County record, and when people come to do research, and we have people from all over the United States, I believe everybody came through Shelby County when they were migrating in. We have so many people to come in and do research from the state of Washington to California to Georgia to Texas. We have people doing their family research because we have the records. If you go over or if you write to the existing courthouse, they'll direct you over to us or they'll send your correspondence to us to handle for them. The county owns the facility. It's on the National Register of Historic Places. The other rooms, which are the museum room and the upstairs, which is the old courtroom, we have meeting facilities, which we hold weddings and things like that. We do a lot of publicity. I think the main thing that we get support from are our county commissioners. We get support from people not just from Shelby County, but that have connections with Shelby County. Our membership in 2012 was 560. I believe we have the largest membership of any historical society in the state of Alabama. Mr. Seals, you have some other activities that your society has been up to. Please tell us some more about those. We have been participating in the coming Alabama the past two years. We've had our emphasis on the Creek War starting next year in February and then, of course, February 2015. We'll do our emphasis on the Civil War and then 2016, 2017, our emphasis will be on the Civil Rights Movement. And then in 2018, we'll have our bicentennial celebration of Shelby County. Then in 2019, we participate with the state of Alabama in their bicentennial celebration. This has been a great tool for us to reach out just from this last February, we have gained probably about 25 new members. Our membership's going to be up for 2013 because we've had such a tremendous response. We also participate with the city of Columbiana on their Liberty Day, which is the last Saturday in June. We have open house and thousands of people come through. People say, I've lived here all my life. I've never been in this building. They're amazed at what we have our records, our museum artifacts, the facility itself. 
We just recently acquired another grant from the state, and the county is putting the rest of the funds with it. We're having our windows replaced with special made windows to match the 1854 courthouse windows, the ones that are decayed. They're taking the old glass out of the old windows and replacing them in the new frames. We've had the state architect to meet with us, to meet with the contractor, and to meet with our county maintenance and facilities to make sure we are doing everything exactly like we're supposed to be. One thing I'm so proud of is that any time they do any work, if they think it's going to be something different, they say check with the state or the National Register to make sure we're in order. Right now we're under renovation, and it's beginning to take shape, and it's looking good. When you say that you have received grants from the state, you've received a re-grant from the Alabama Department of Archives and History or the Alabama Historical Records Advisory Committee, is that correct? The Alabama Records Advisory Committee on the digitalization of the records, the oral history project too. With the renovation project, you're in touch with the Alabama Historical Commission, correct? Yes. You say the society is participating in a yearly event, one after another, becoming Alabama, then the bicentennial of Shelby County and the state. What kind of events do you anticipate the society doing specifically for these larger occasions? We had Robert Thrower, who is the educational advisor with the Porch Creek Indian, that spoke at this last meeting. We had the Porch Creek Senior Princess there, Miss Alabama, Miss Shelby County, Miss Outstanding Shelby County, and Mrs. Shelby County. We always have a lot of people in the political field present because we get strong support from our senator and from our House of Representatives. But anyway, it keeps growing, and of course our elected officials, we get a lot of support and attendance on our normally scheduled February meeting. Our society meetings are on a quarterly basis, and it's the second month of each quarter on a Sunday afternoon, and it begins at 2 o'clock. Shelby County was created on February the 7th, 1818. We meet on the first Sunday in February, and it's always close to that date. That's why we do our birthday celebration in February. That's your largest meeting then? That's our largest meeting, but we have an average in attendance from 60 to 100 at each of our quarterly meetings. That's because of the programming and the support that you're generating within the county itself, or you're paying these people to come to your meetings? <laughs> We're not paying them. They come because they enjoy it and they're supporting the Historical Society. I get so many compliments about what a good job the Shelby County Historical Society is doing. We have a great board of directors, great officers. Our second vice president is responsible for the programs and we do a lot of publicity. I put it on the website. I email it. We put it in our newsletters that we mail out on a quarterly basis. We don't just take their money and they get nothing. We send them a quarterly eight page newsletter and a quarterly magazine. But because of the increases in postage and printing, we decided in December 2012 that was our last quarterly magazine. Now, instead of a four-page quarterly newsletter, it's an eight-page quarterly newsletter. The newsletters are excellent. Our third vice president is the editor of our newsletters, and he does an excellent job in that. For the benefit of people who might be interested in improving their own society or beginning a society, 
Could you discuss the way that your society is structured? This is strange that you've asked this question. Gardendale just recently celebrated their seventh anniversary, the Gardendale Historical Society, and I was their very first speaker, and it was how to organize a historical society. That particular day, there was a lot of news media. The mayor was there. The meeting room was packed with people. When I got through speaking, they voted to form the Gardendale Historical Society. Now it's seven years old and they're doing an excellent job. They've molded what they're doing with my suggestions as to how to start a historical society. We have a president, first vice president, second vice president, and third vice president. We have a recording secretary, a corresponding secretary, treasurer, and a historian. We have nine directors. Each does serve a five-year term, but they roll off on a yearly basis. You're a 501c3, correct? Yes, we are. And you're incorporated in the state of Alabama, County of Shelby, correct? Yes, we were organized January the 18th, 1974, and we incorporated in February of 1974. I must say that we not only won the James Ray Cockendall Award in 2012, in 1994 we were the recipients of the same award. I was not there then. I did not come until November of 1999. But the lady whose husband was president in 1994 and won this award, we recognized her in 2012 because her husband passed away shortly after that. She took over as president until his term expired. Do you keep your own archives at the Shelby County Historical Society? Yes, we maintain the Pioneer Certificate. We mail them a certificate if they qualify. We charge a fee to do that. They're framed and mailed to them or presented to them at one of our meetings. We like to try to present it to them at the meetings to let other people see what's going on. And from time to time, we publish all the people that have acquired Pioneer Certificate. We have a library. We have two computers that has an index to our county records, names of people and what books they're in and so on and so forth because Back in the early days, they didn't believe in indexing, especially if it was a female. So we've gone through page by page and indexed every one of the marriage records. Now we have it indexed by male or indexed by female's last name. The wills, we have indexed on the name of the person deceased. Then we have other people's names that was mentioned in there. And, of course, on the computer, you can do a search. We were the first county to do a cemetery survey in 1979. By cemetery survey, you mean not only locating all the cemeteries, but indexing the headstones found there, correct? Yes, that is correct. We are constantly updating these cemeteries. Now we make photographs of each tombstone. We keep those on a CD in our file, but yet we update our cemetery books. We update our website with the cemetery. We belong to Ancestry.com, NewspaperArchive.com, GenealogyBank.com. We have these things available free of charge to anyone that comes to do any family research. We have many books, and we try to keep up with all the new books that have come out. We have categories like Civil War. We have categories that ties into just Alabama history. We have categories for each state. We've got 
many books on Shelby County. We have family history books, and we also have a family file which people have submitted information pertaining to their family that we did not bind, but we made family files. And we also have a topic file. Anytime in the local newspaper we see an article of interest on a family or on a town or a city or some historic event in Shelby County, we clip that and put it in that file. Many of them are indexed, but it's an incomplete index because we're still working on it. It sounds like you have plans to continue at the same pace into the future. Yes, sir. We're looking forward to continuing our becoming Alabama emphasis. We're looking forward to continuing our digitalization of records and photographs. One day we hope to be able to digitize the family files, the topic files, but we're way behind on just digitalization of the county record books because there are so many. We try to keep our county books up to about 1915 in our building, and from 1916, they're maintained over in the vault at the other courthouse. By the county? By the county. So you act as the archive for the county. They consider anything from 1915 on to be current, more or less? More or less, yes, except for like the marriage records. We have the marriage records through 1982. We have all of those digitized. We're open Monday through Friday from 9 until 3 p.m. Our main goal is to serve our patrons. When we're not busy or when we have an intern, that's when we're able to digitize. Y'all are exceptionally busy, and you have an extraordinary program. The Kuykendall Award was well presented this past year to a group that obviously deserves it. I hope that the information that you have given me today will be beneficial to other historical societies who can strive toward receiving the Alabama Historical Association Kuykendall Award themselves. I would like to encourage these historical societies to participate and apply for this James Ray Kuykendall Award. It is a great honor to be able to receive this. I, for one, thought, hey, we've done a lot, in my opinion, but yet there may be other historical societies out there that have done even more or have done something greater. It was an honor to have been chosen for the 2012 Kuykendall Awards. They can do it. All they got to do is just fill out that paperwork and let the state know what, what they're doing in their historical societies. And this is the Alabama Historical Association James Ray Kuykendall Award presented in even-numbered years. Other information is available at the Alabama Historical Association website, www.alabamahistory.net. Mr. Seals, thank you very much for talking with me today and participating in the podcast series. Well, thank you very much for including me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at City Stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.